Tex Hags Radio. Right here on Sports Radio 1150 AM and 93.7 FM. The Zone. Hey, hey, records on my demo. I know, you all want a hot sports take, or you want me to defend, or whatever. I don't have all of that just yet, because I want to see how things play out. Welcome to Tech Radio, presented by David Gardner's Jewelers here in the Rollo Insurance Studio. It is the Go Hour, presented by The Warehouse at CC Creations, OB with me, Olin Buchanan, Heisman Trophy voter, and of course our columnist extraordinaire who uh, had a, an evening last night. You got the Bobby Petrino news that broke, and also a little Aggie basketball that at times felt a little tighter than it should have been. Good morning. Uh, good morning. I know we're going to talk more about Bobby Petrino, but I'll say this. The first half of last night's basketball game, with the exception of one one play, just one, where there was some confusion on how to guard uh, Colin Castleton, and he got an easy layup. Yep. In the first half, A&M played as perfect a defensive basketball game as you could ask for. The second half, they had to sweat it out. And make some big plays, and they did. And they get this. And, and fortunately, it didn't come down to a one point game and AM losing because they forgot their jerseys. Yeah. Which I don't know how that happens, but I, I also have empathy because um, probably whoever has to handle that, I'm just saying, like, I, I liked Buzz's answer yesterday. He put it on himself. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not on him. Uh, you know, somebody has. Uh, a job and probably your first job is to make sure, you know, the jerseys that you're going to wear, you have them. And, uh, that, that, that was an embarrassment for Texas A&M to be on TV. You know, I saw Tom Hart making fun of him and, and, you know, how do you not show up without your jersey? Well, um, two, two scenarios to paint. And I, I do want to get into Bobby Petrino, two scenarios to paint for you. First off, can you imagine if that happened to the Dallas Cowboys? They're about no, to play. <laughs> no, because they're going to have competent people in charge of that. Uh, and second thing, uh, when I took my very first real sports job, I was the director of PR for a soccer team in San, in San Diego, and they allowed me to hire my best friend, Carlos Perez, to be the equipment manager because he wanted to get into sports as well. Carlos had never done laundry, had never done anything before, and we we hired him. And the first time he did laundry, I taught him how to do it, and I wasn't very good at it either. I was, what, 23, 24 years old? And then the second time he did it, he washed the white jerseys with like something red, and they were ruined. So I'm wondering if there's Carlos Perez somewhere hiding there in Aggie Athletics. Well, uh, hey, I feel bad for. The, I mean, look, look, it happened. Imagine if it had come down to a one point game and you lost. Luckily, it didn't. It didn't. It almost did. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, Florida made adjustments on the offensive end in the second half. And came back and got the lead, but A and M retaliated, responded, and unlike the Memphis game when they took the lead late, yep. you know they made the plays. They had seven of ten free throws in the last ten minutes. Wish they would made eight of ten, so we didn't have to sweat yep. out that last shot. But uh, played a great defensive game. They did. They did. They really did. All right. So Bobby Petrino, um, and I know Nick, you just start highlight. Sorry about that. We'll get back to basketball here in a moment. Let's talk Bobby Petrino because I think that is. The biggest topic. Billy and I did an emergency luchador yesterday. So I'm going to kind of explain to you where I was. I was at the zone yesterday. I do a hit with Candy95, um, and we were recording that for, for this morning. And I walk out, and Dusty um, comes up to me and says, uh, Bobby Petrino, huh? And I was just like, huh? Pardon? Como? Como se dice? 
He's like, yeah, they just hired Bobby Petrino. And he showed me Billy's tweet. I was like, oh. And the initial response was underwhelmed. I also told you this a month ago. I, I used the word intrigued. I don't know if intrigued's the right word. I think the guy can coach offense. And I'm not the only one who thinks he can coach offense. I just heard Dan Mullen on my way into work say he thinks it can work. He thinks that Bobby's one of the most uh, gifted offensive play callers out there. And as long as he and Jimbo can be on the same page, it might really work. Yeah, if songs are on the same page. Look, uh, Bobby Petrino's a good offensive coach. Bobby Petrino has never had the, the level of talent to work with that he's going to have with A&M this year. I think when he was at Arkansas, I was looking it up, his – Best recruiting class was, uh, in his tenure at Arkansas was ranked 20th. Yeah. And I guarantee you Louisville wasn't much better, if if at all. So um, he's going to have more to work with than he's ever had. Now, I personally think this is a one-year deal. Okay. it's it's He won't be signed for one year, but uh, I think Bob Petrino's thinking, hey, with all this talent, uh, I can go to A&M. We can do well, by the way. As I mentioned last year, one more touchdown, you go ten and two. Yep. One, uh, I think you can get that and more. And he's probably thinking, if a big year at A uh, and M, uh, maybe I'll get a shot for a for a better job. Um, look at look at those numbers. Like if and again, I know the last one on this list here is from 2017. But if you gave you any of that right there, any of them, the 34 points per game in 2003, the 36 points per game in 2010, the 42 points per game in 2016, 49.8 in 2004, okay, and 2017, 38. Gives you any of that? It's an 11-1 team. Uh, At least. Uh, So um, I'm one of those that, though I do not like Bobby uh, Petrino, what I know about him as a person, uh, as an offense coordinator, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's 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 been good in his career. You can say, "Oh, look at what they've done at Missouri State." Like, really, you're going to here's the issue with Bobby Trino. He does not like to recruit. He doesn't he doesn't recruit well. Never has. Well, that's not going to be an issue here. Jimbo does the recruit. Yeah, I get it. You know, you send your offense coordinator out. First of all, again, I think it's a one year deal. I really do. I'll be I'll be I'll be shocked if he's the because you're saying if it works, he's going to get a job. And, and if, if it, it doesn't, doesn't, he gets you, fired. Yeah, and you move on. So I think it'll be a one-year deal. Um, now, let's talk about the morality part about all this. People want to bring up what happened to him 11 years ago at, uh, at Arkansas with the, the motorcycle and the girl and all that. The SEC West has Brian Kelly. At LSU now, Brian Kelly uh, did send a student, Declan Sullivan, up on a uh, uh, a scissor lift in practice mm-hmm. during a windstorm, high high winds. The kid, the thing toppled over. The kid died. Okay, uh, very very unfortunate. Doesn't mean that Brian Kelly's a murderer, but he made a really serious lapse in judgment that cost someone their life. Okay, um, that's just a fact. Hugh Freeze is now the coach at Auburn. We know what he at, at at Ole Miss, despite you know always talking about his religion and things like that. He was using the credit card that he's given by Ole Miss to get companionship yep. on the road. All right, got fired. Now he's back in the SEC. Uh, Joey Freshwater at Ole Miss. 
Uh, Lane Kiffin used that name allegedly to uh, carouse, and it cost apparently it cost him a marriage, or maybe it was after, but there was carousing involved yeah. allegedly. Uh, and also, he was the guy who was the head coach at Tennessee, left Tennessee just weeks before National Signing Day, which was bad enough, but then instructed his staff to call on the cell phones issued and paid for by the University of Tennessee to call all those players that had been committed or were set to sign with Tennessee and encourage them not to sign and instead to go to USC with him. Right. I mean, how much, how slimier can you get than that, right? So there's not a lot of room for throwing stones in the glass houses that is the SEC West, and Petrino is only – He's not a head coach. Those guys are head coaches. So um, he also has a, a reputation for being really hard and even borderline abusive on players. Yep. Well, in this day and age, can't do that. You're gonna you're gonna have to uh, relax that because there's a transfer portal and guys aren't don't have to put up with it. So I would think that's one thing Jimbo has gonna have to. Uh, uh, that's a message he's gonna have to send probably to himself and some other player uh, coaches on the staff as well. Yeah. We'll know. I think we'll know a little bit spring game. We'll know a little bit, right? How quickly the play is getting in. How creative is the offense? Are they creating? Are they throwing passes even in 70 mile per hour wind? Um, and we'll certainly know a lot more come Miami, come Tennessee, come Alabama. To me, look, we all had this thought of Garrett Riley because that's we wanted a home run hire and we felt that that was the home run name. And a lot of people, even after Billy, many times said, it's not going to be Garrett Riley. Still kept on throwing that name out there, thinking maybe after the bowl, maybe after the playoff. But this is a name that Billy threw out very early on, I think even in November. And does it mean they struck out on a couple guys? Yeah, probably yeah, so. But Well, something happened in the last month because Bobby Petrino was, according to Billy, so you know it's true, Burning Bush was a, a, a candidate here, and then he wasn't. And then he goes to UNLV and accepts a job as the offense coordinator under Barry Odom. And then a month later, he's the, accepting the job as the offense coordinator here. What changed in that month? A, Jimbo had somebody else in mind and couldn't get him. So he went to Petrino. B, Petrino, uh, there were some things about the job that Petrino didn't like here. And Fisher uh, changed his mind. Said, "Okay, we're gonna, you know, take some restrictions off." And here you go. But anybody that has a chance to work at UNLV or Texas A and M in the same position would be an absolute idiot not to choose A and M. I mean, you're gonna make more money, you got more prestige, all those things. What changed? What I think probably happened was, uh. Petrino wanted something that, whether it be freedom or, you know, whatever, right. that Jimbo wasn't ready to give him. Jimbo said, okay, I'm going to go after somebody else. Couldn't get that somebody else. Came back to Petrino, said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to relent and give you what you want. And they made a deal. That's what I think probably happened. Yeah. 
Let's do this. Let's uh, open up the phone lines. We started the show a little bit late, so we're going to hit a break a little bit late if anybody's uh, listening to that. Um, so we'll, we'll get to that here in a moment. But if you want to kind of voice your concerns or your optimism or whatever you're thinking right now, we can do that today here at 979-693-1150, 979-693-1150. You can text us on the AMB text line, 979-693-1150. We go behind the glass and we say hi to N- – no, we're not going to go to Nick Savage. You know why? I'm not happy with his attitude this morning. We're just going to keep it internal, OB and myself. Is that all right, OB? It's fine with me. All right. Actually, let's talk about the Association of Former Students because this show's off the rails. Uh, they've been around for over 140 years, and uh, through your contributions to them, they've been able to help out Aggies all around the world. They've helped out with scholarships, student assistance programs, Aggie bands, silver taps, ring day, class reunions, muster, traveling Aggies, tailgate, you know it. That's what the association does, and they do it because they want to help out that entire Aggie network. That means current students and former students. So they created a website, a splash page, if you will, that you go to. It's like a YouTube page for Aggie stories, places that you can find out about Aggies through their lens, through their eyes, and and their time here at A&M, and a place you can upload your story about your time at A&M and beyond as well. It is IamTheWhy.com. Again, that website, IamTheWhy.com. It is the Association of Former Students. Should a band change its name if the lead singer leaves and use the name in it? So what's the main dude from Journey that left? Steve Perry. Steve Perry. Steve Perry leaves, and then new guy joins, and I know Billy knows he's hung out with those guys. Should it be Journey-ish? Or like when David Lee Roth left and Sammy Hagar came on, should it really be Van Halen, or should it be Sam Halen? No, I would have gone ahead and... No, I would have changed Van Halen had Eddie Van Halen left. Right. Yeah. See, that'd be weird to keep yeah. that name. If John Bon Jovi left Bon Jovi, I wouldn't call it Bon Jovi. Yeah. But Journey, and, you know, you're just not going to be as good. You're well, okay. Just like Van Halen wasn't as good without. They weren't. They, I, and they I can't really drive not. 55. I go 70. I can't. Fortunately, I don't have to anymore. Just, I've always wondered about that. Like, were like, you alive when when the speed limit was 55? Yeah, of course I was. Were you driving then? Oh yeah, was, I was. It when was I went to A and M. Yeah, it was slow. Miserable. What's the name of the show? The Go Hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's presented by who? Uh, David Garner's Insurance. No. <laughs> Go Hours presented well, I mean, by the David Garner's Jewelries and Rolla Roll- Roll- Insurance Studio and, and CNC Go- Creations. Creations. Yeah. That was fun. It felt like you you meant it as a joke, but it wasn't. It was real. It, so it, it was funny. Yeah. It was good. Hey, all right. We're here. Um, and uh, Kate Mix says, it's Van Halen because Van Halen started the band. Shakes my head. I get that, but I still feel like. If the guy, if the lead singer of a band leaves, right, then you change the name. The face. Now, when you, this won't mean anything to you. When Bobby Brown left New Edition and Johnny Gill took over for him, I get it. You keep it New Edition because the, the bulk. But when, uh, when Kurt Cobain passed away and they did the spinoff, um, Nirvana did the spinoff. What are they called? Not Google. What? Nick, tell me. The name, um... God, they're the one of the most famous bands in the world that used to be Nirvana, and they changed. Why is nobody telling me the name? You don't know. Foo Dave Grohl's band. Foo Fighters? Yeah, there you go. Whew. Foo Fighters. They, they changed, right? I don't know the origin story there, but they changed. They didn't stay Nirvana. They went Foo Fighters. Okay. I've spent too much time on this, right? Um, it's just like when Missouri State lost Bobby Petrino. Are they going to keep the name? Yeah. Okay. Just. <laughs> All right. Uh, so... Will they get another touchdown a game because of this? Will they get, like, 
I, I understand the morality stuff that's being – I get it. I'm not saying that I don't understand it. And, and, and I think Debbie had a point earlier on the chat that said, you know, he may be good, but she thought – there are other guys that could be as good without the question marks. Well, you know, it was 11 years ago. How long are you going to hold that against him, right? Uh, like I just mentioned, Hugh Freeze, his issues. I mentioned Lane Kiffin and his issues. Uh, Brian Kelly and his issues. So when has Bobby Petrino paid his penance? That's not my issue with what happened at Arkansas with him. My issue is with him, and it's not that his age. I people say, oh, if you want to update offense, you can't hire a 61-year-old guy. Well, it's a 61-year-old guy. I say, you know, kiss my ass. Uh, if Nick Saban was available to be the head coach, if he was unhappy in uh, Alabama and decided he wanted to leave, do you think anyone would say, you know, I don't think we want him because he's in his 70s? I don't think it's the Age well, for, it is for some. For some, I think the age because of what it represents. Because Jimbo was considered a great offensive mind in 2012 and 2017 as well, maybe 2012, right in 2014. I think it's more that these younger bucks kind of represent where college football is going in the minds. Mm-hmm. I look. I know that the offense last year, not only did it suck. But I see the the issues that everybody else sees. I also think if the offensive line is better, the offense isn't as big of a deal, and we aren't here today, even if we needed to be here. That's true. Uh, but uh, we're, even if the offensive line was better, we're still watching Jimbo try to sort through four laminated pages while he's yelling at the officials and then trying to get the right personnel in and then having to call – timeouts yeah. before you know you're out of timeouts before the second quarter starts and you're you're getting false starts and you're getting delay of games and all those things and you're there I bring it up again and you're calling an absolute ridiculous nonsensical play when you need 2 yards to beat Alabama right um maybe under Bobby Petrino the play I I, I do feel like with him calling the plays the plays are going to get in there faster Maybe if the pl- you're going to have a play where your coach says, well, he threw it at the guy's hip when he's supposed to throw it on his shoulder. Maybe the things aren't going to be so precise that there's such little room for error to execute a play. So a lot of text messages coming in about me calling Foo Fighters a spinoff. Sorry, Corvoag. They're not a spinoff, but I was just trying to make a, illustrate a point that I, I failed Poorly. Chad on the AMB text line. If the Aggies can forgive Johnny Mazel, Manziel, they can the forgive hello. Bobby Petrino. It, well, it's true, too, you know? <laughs> Everybody who's very mad, like, well, but you know, he won as a Heisman. Uh, it's it, it's true. Um, of course, when he won the Heisman, he didn't have the all the, right, right. the, the huge issues yet. Um, by the way, talking about young guys, I remember when everybody was up in arms thinking, uh, Jake Spavadol's too young. And if he was too young, now did he get the job done? No. Were there extenuating circumstances? Probably. But you want the young guy, you know. You're just assuming a young guy is going to make a difference. Look, I don't know if Bobby Petrino, if this is a good hire or a bad hire, and neither does fault, neither do you, neither does Lucci, neither is right. uh, does Paul Feinbaum. All the people saying it's a good hire, you don't know. All the people saying it's a you bad hire. You don't know. You know what? We won't know probably until October. Yep. And 
then if A&M is scoring 30-plus points a game and winning games, nobody's going to care about Bobby Matrino's motorcycle accident And by the way, we don't know if Durkin is a good hire or not. We still don't know. There's still the jury out there. We'll see how year two goes for him. So there, there is that part of it. I'm going to read a couple text messages, then we've got to hit a break. Uh, from a 919, you guys are stuck on the wrong thing here. The difference is that Hugh Freeze and Lane have won recently with a modern offense. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people that are up in arms over um, what he did. Uh, you know, the, the moral pl- morality police is who I'm referring right. to. And as far as uh, the modern, I don't know if uh, uh, Petrino has a modern offense or not. I know this. They were good offensively uh, when he was at Louisville until the end. Because he doesn't recruit. See, that's that's what I'm trying to uh, stress. Bobby Petrino, I acknowledge, is a horrific recruiter. He doesn't like it. He doesn't want to do it. And therefore, when he doesn't, you know, when he has some decent decent talent, he can do great things. Right. At Missouri State, you know, how are you going to recruit there anyway? Let's hit a break. By the way, several people sending in. Steve Perry wasn't the original lead singer of Journey. Wouldn't know. I wouldn't either. He made him famous, though. Yeah. You know who was the original drummer for the Beatles? Pablo Escobar. No. Who? Pete Best. Not everybody knows Ringo Starr. Right. But, so, so Pete Best was, but Ringo, it is Ringo Starr. It, Pete Best started. Any relation to uh, George Best? Uh, they're both British. Okay. Well, that's relation enough for me. That's the best I can do. And that's well. Boom. All right, we'll come back. I think Steve McGee's joining us next here on Texas <laughs> Radio. Speaking of the best. Yeah, he's good. I'd like to get his take on all this. Here, we'll be back in a few. So let's picture the scenario, B. September, whatever, 4th, 3rd, 2nd, whenever the first second. game is. Second, okay. A&M, instead of being up 10-3, 17-3, like we've seen in past. Sam Houston, what was their lead? I think it was like 10-3 until the last couple minutes mm-hmm. of the first half, right? They're up 35-0 in this new Bobby Petrino offense. At halftime. At halftime. Burying those. Well, and that's what you need to do. You know, we always say that those games don't tell you anything good. They can tell you bad. They can tell you something bad, and we've seen a lot of that. Yep. So go out and start. The teams you're supposed to bully, start bullying them. And uh, A&M scored 33 touchdowns last year. And at least three of them I can think of. One was a kickoff return by Devon A. Chain, and, and then Damani Richardson scored two. So I'm thinking at the most 30 touchdowns by offense. Yep. That that needs to increase by at least 50%. All right, let's go to the hotline. Stephen McGee is joining us here on Tech Radio, presented by David Gardner's Jewelers in the Rollo Insurance Studio. It is the Go Hour, presented by the Warehouse at CC Creations, our QB1 and Paragon Financial's best. Stephen, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, fellas. How are we doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, man. So uh, people are sitting on the edge of their seats. Seriously, people are typing it. Your thoughts on the uh, Bobby Petrino hire? You know, it's it's one of those things. I think Bobby Petrino is a good football coach, great X's and O's. It's got bad uh, bad lenses from the PR perspective with his history, the Falcons, and the motorcycle incident. Um, and he's just a little bit of a – I know he's not from the Northeast, per se. He's like Montana or wherever, mm-hmm. but he's – He's got that cold Northeastern like personality to go with it. And so um, the Bobby Petrino hire at A&M, 
has to work out in order for people to look back favorably on it. And it comes down to one thing that's called winning football games. And um, once they do that, um, the Petrino hire looked like a slam dunk. But until that happens, I think you're going to have a lot of questions. Well, let's face it. This time next year, Jimbo Fisher is either going to look like a genius or a moron. Stephen, which one do you think it's going to be? <laughs> I, I really don't know. I, you know, it's uh, – my, my, the biggest question mark I have from an X and O perspective with the Petrino hire, I have no doubt that that Jimbo gives up play calling. He's going to allow Petrino to take the reins and, and to, to handle that. But uh, the question I have is, you know, great offenses five years ago or 10 years ago look very different than what they do today. Offenses, just like businesses, technology, always moving. Everything is changing. The game is getting flipped very quickly. And so if you refuse to adapt and you say, well, it's always worked. I've been really good. And you don't change with the game. Then I think your offenses are going to struggle. They've got to find a way to simplify this. And so ultimately can a guy that's 61 and an older Jimbo Fisher, will they say, Hey, you know what? We've got to change. We're willing to simplify this because we know in the world of three and done and instant transfers that we've got to get first year players have an impact on these offense. We can't have it be too confusing to me. That's going to be a very telling sign. If you can have freshmen come in and have an impact on this offense early in week one, keep it simple. Don't allow the complexity of the offense to hold you back. Petrino is a good X's and O guy. Um, I, I think that we're going to take a step forward. My next question is going to be, what staff does he keep and what staff does he bring in on the offensive side of the ball? Yep. I think it's a great question, and I think something they'll have to figure out over the next week. So let me ask you what you would consider success next year. It's hard to kind of put a number on it, but if this team has given you 34 points per game, is that success? Does it have to be higher? Does it just have to feel newer? What is success in your eyes? Well, success for me is, um, at minimum, a 10-2 season. Uh, I could care less if we, if we have you know, five points of offense a week, but we're 10-2, then let's do it whatever it takes to win football games. But I think, I think we all know my cats are over here fighting right now. Um, <laughs> one likes Petrino, right, one doesn't. Jack, <laughs> sorry. They're over here on my, this desk. Uh, anyway, I, you know, I think uh, though with, with the tools that they have at hand, a, a, you know, Connor Wigman uh, quarterback led offense, they should be putting up 35 points a game. In my opinion, I mean, they're, they're going to be able to roll it. Uh, Evan Stewart, you got great running backs. You got an offensive line that can only get better. Uh, there's just no excuses, in my opinion. Like you've got everything it takes to be successful. You just got to go do it. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think that um, I think success from the offense looks like um, looks like 31 points is a bad game. Or uh, just you know, if you score 31, depends on you know the game itself, but. You know, 31 points is a disappointment. I think that success looks like a team that's scoring in the high 30s, low 40s on a consistent basis. What number do you say that there will be? What's the number you want to see? About what What would be a bad game? Uh, 31. 31. So 31. In the or it would be a, I don't want to call it a bad game, but it would be kind of a lackluster. So I'm going to give you an example of what 31 points per game was. Ole Miss averaged 31 points per game. They were 30. Where is it? 35th in the country. If you go from, what are they, 109 mm-hmm. to 35? 101. That's a huge jump. Um, and, you, and you do go in that scenario. Last year, again, you can't, everything's not going to be the same. 
But you are ten and two, Stephen. If if you get them to that's a bad game, thirty one points. Yeah, you know, I, I I totally agree with you guys. I think that you you know we're in this world. You have to score points to win football games. We know that um, defenses are are really designed to create turnovers and get your offense more touches, right? Bend but don't break. And so um, it all starts at the quarterback position. And I know I've hammered this home, but you just, in my opinion, it's going to be very difficult to win at the highest level without a great one. We've got that. I think Petrino can have success offensively. I think he's got um, a great history of good offenses. The question that I have is how relevant are those numbers in today's football? That's the biggest thing I want to see. Number two is what staff does he bring in alongside of him to help him get the job done? Because you can't do it alone. You've got to have good assistance around you. You know, um, I, so many people now are, are pointing out what they did at Missouri State, how long it's been. Uh, in your business, what do they say in your business, Stephen? Uh, past performance does not guarantee future results. Right. Well, that's the same case here. Is You just ask yourself simply. Is Bobby Petrino a good offensive coach or not? Will Bobby Petrino make the offense better or not? I think that just at the very least, him calling the plays and Jimbo giving up that is going to make A&M a better offensive team. But if he's anything like he used to be, then A&M's offense will get at least 10 points a game better and A&M will be better because of it. Yep. I think oh, – go ahead, Steve. I'm sorry. No, no, I agree totally with 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 OB. Uh, you know, I, I I think that he does make AM a better football team, um, and I think it starts with really. I, I think they've got to find a way to make this offense more simple. To me, one of the huge questions, and I'm moving the morality out there that a lot of people are. That's what the the thing is on social and on on the chat. I'm I'm talking from a football perspective. How does Bobby Petrino work with Jimbo Fisher. He's been a career head coach. Now he's going to be an offensive coordinator. Jimbo's always been in charge of the offense. He is saying all the right things, at least internally from what we hear, that he's going to allow the OC. That relationship, to me, is a huge component on how this plays out. Yeah, and I think the fact that, in this case, Bobby Petrino uh, has been a head coach. I think, uh, you know, coach against Jimbo Fisher, I think that gives Jimbo a lot more uh, respect for Petrino and willingness to give it up, right? Like he's not going to want to pull back on the reins or try to heavily intervene or, you know, affect play calling on a, on a, you know, game to game basis. I, I really think that he's going to be willing to and confident in Bobby Petrino uh, because of the years of experience he has as a play caller and as a head coach. So I think he can see it from a couple different eyes. And, and Bobby Petrino was a quarterback back in the day as well. So he has a very similar overlap. From a body, you know, demeanor perspective, the way he coaches, it just seems like there's a there's a lot of overlap, and hopefully, you know, he injects some life into this offense. Well, I goodness. think I think Jimbo has to give uh, a certain amount of leeway or a lot of leeway to Petrino because, quite frankly, Petrino at his age, if it's halfway through the season and you're being constantly undermined, I don't need the money. Well, hey, well then, screw it, I'm out of here. And then how bad does it look? I'm not saying that he would do that, but he did leave the Falcons before the season was over. Yeah. So if you told him, hey, I'm going to give you the play-calling responsibilities, but you're undermining or changing the plays all the time, 
which I've heard previous coaches here have done. Uh, how does it look to you as a head coach if that offensive coordinator you hired at you know at some time of the season says, "Look, this isn't what I signed up for. I'm out of here." So I think Jimbo has to by making this has to I, I, uh, relinquish a lot of uh, control, and uh, you know if he wanted to keep control, he gets a young guy that you, that, that you can mold. control yeah. that you can control. I don't think he can control Bobby Petrino. I agree with you, Ob. I, I I think that's one of the attractive or or points of attractiveness to this hire was that you know any OC that came in here is going to say, hey, I want to be able to call my own plays and pick my own staff, the people that I work with, because they're going to be held accountable for the job, and so they're going to say, hey, I want to I want to put something good out there. I want to be able to control it, and that, that makes complete sense, and they should. All right, let's hit a break here. We'll come back. We got to do that bullcrap next year on Texas Radio. And we're back, Tech Radio, presented by David Gardner's Jewelers here in the Rollo Insurance Studio. Stephen McGee is on the uh, hotline. It is the go hour, presented by the warehouse at CC Creations. It is now time for That's Bullcrap, presented by Tom Line Plumbing. For service you can trust, consider Tom Line Plumbing a great friend of Stephen McGee, a longtime trusted uh, plumber in and around the Brazos Valley. The website, TomLinePlumbing.com. Stephen, what's Bullcrap? Well, I got a what's not Bullcrap this week, the DeMar Hamlin uh, situation in Buffalo. Scary incident, but I mean, how, how great is it that it happened when it did from the perspective of that he had emergency crews uh, there in the corner of the end zones that could, you know, help him out and resuscitate him very quickly. Uh, but, but more than that, it's, you know, how about these people that never get enough credit, the, the people that are on the front lines, uh, the first responders that are there to help save people's lives like this. Um, no one ever, you know, writes an article about them um, or the years that they did preparing to, to be able to execute. In that scenario, we always give praise to the quarterback or the defensive lineman or whoever else. But these people have spent uh, many, many uh, years, months uh, studying to, to be successful in those moments and uh, to save people's lives. That's, that's, that's pretty awesome. And it's, uh, you know, with, with a little girl on the ground, it's, it's great to know that we have a bunch of uh, medical professionals out there prepared to, to help. Ob, well, I'm just going to echo what I've been talking about earlier. And I've said earlier, what's bull crap is those that look. If you don't like the Petrino hire, fine. But to to bring up what happened with him as as egregious as it was 11 years ago, how long of a penance do you have to pay before you know you can move on and get and get on with your life and people not thinking you should have a job because of something that happened 11 years ago? Yep. Uh, again, I've I brought up. Other guys who are head coaches in the SEC who have had skeletons in their closet. So if you think Bobby Petrino's a bad hire because you don't think that 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 it, he's going to mesh well with players, that you don't think his offense is is going to work, and all these okay, fine, I, I respect your opinion, but it's bull crap if what you're going to judge him on is based on something is it stupid and 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 unseemly as it was, but something that happened 11 years ago. Well said. Well said. I'm going to also do one that is not bullcrap, and it's around around the same uh, topic there, Stephen, about DeMar Hamlin. This one's about one of his old friends, uh, Rodney Thomas, not our Rodney Thomas, but Colt Safety, drove to Cincinnati to be with his uh, high school teammate there afterwards, and he said that uh, he spoke to him uh, bedside, and he thinks that he was able to hear him. I think that's kind of cool. You, after you drive, go see your bud and be there with him. Yeah, you know, I, that, that is, and 
I've heard reports that he's showing, uh, I'm talking about Hamlin, that he's showing progress. Yep. So that's encouraging. Stephen, were you able yep. to watch any of the uh, college football playoffs Saturday night? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I enjoy um, really tightly contested football games in college football. Like, I don't know, it's just hard to beat it. Uh, the TCU game, I'm kind of a closet TCU fan. Mark Tomardall was a uh, coach at Texas A&M whenever I played here. He's at TCU. So it's great to see him have success. He's a great human being. Um, I, I just like, you know, a, a good football game. And so I'm excited to see how they, they compete against Georgia. That was another really good football game, that finish. Um, you know, winners find ways, right? And Georgia just seems to, to be a winning program right now. So they've, they've got the magic touch. It, it's going to be exciting. I, I can't wait to watch it unfold. Steven, I have to ask you, you're as a quarterback or just as a player, let's say you're the quarterback of Ohio State. And by the way, C.J. Uh, uh, Stroud played his butt off. Yeah. And you get your team in position to win the game on a makeable, a long but makeable field goal, and you're your kicker absolutely shanks it. Now, you're going to support him publicly, but what are you thinking or what are you saying privately, you know, when the cameras are off? Uh, I mean, not anything to that guy, but I think inwardly every quarterback has had a moment in his career where he really cussed the kicker. I had that in, against the Arizona Cardinals on a Christmas Day game. We missed an extra point. That was when the extra points were even closer. But Georgia also missed a couple of field goals too. So they could have been on the other side of the coin where their kicker was in the dump. So, you know, quarterbacks don't like kickers. We don't. We don't like special teams in general. Are you going to call him an idiot kicker like uh, Peyton Manning? <laughs> Which kicker was that though? That he said that to Vanderjack. Vanderjack. Yeah, he said he got liquored up. An idiot kicker. <laughs> I'm not saying the poor Noah. I can't think of his last name. Uh, Noah, the kid from Ohio State. I'm not saying he's an idiot. And it is tough in situation for a kicker. Uh, but man, your quarterback, you played great. You got your team down, you know, to win the game. And I just wonder what the players really say, uh, when the cameras are off. I don't think anybody's going to say anything directly to the kid, but I think inwardly they're probably thinking dead gum. And I hate that we lose the kicker. And you know, kickers get a, uh, athletes like, like when we're out there practicing, kickers are always over on the side of the field, you know, kicking, doing, doing whatever. Yeah. I mean, like stretching, it's like, you know. They're part of the team, but are they really part of the team? You know what I'm saying. Steven, we appreciate you, sir. Thank you very much. Talk to you soon. All right, guys. Take care. Bye. All right. Obi's going to stick around for about seven, eight minutes. Billy's going to join us at around 9, 12 or so uh, for the remainder of the 9 o'clock hour. So we'll uh, we'll continue talking Bobby Petrino, fake moral outrage and real outrage and everything in between and what we think the offense can do and why it can work, why it won't work, and what are we going to be saying a year from now. All that's going to be uh, discussed here on the program. You're listening to Texags Radio. We are presented by David Gardner's Jewelers. We're here in the Rollo Insurance Studio, and that is the Go Hour, presented by the warehouse at CC Creations. Maroon never looks so good with Maroon U. Keep your text messages coming up on the AMB text line. We'll talk to you here in a bit. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.